Welcome back to this week's edition of the Ranger Report. Of course, it's been a busy week here in W12 with the departure of Gareth Rainsworth and now the arrival of Marty Cifuentes. Me and Andy Sinton sit and discuss it all, as well as looking ahead to our trip to Rotherham United. This is the Rangers Report, brought to you in association with Westport Holdings. Since it's been a, a busy week here in W12, how have you found it? Yeah, uh, busy, uh, eventful. Um, uh, you obviously see what's happened. Um, but yeah, football's football, results speak, and club made a change. If we go back to when we last spoke, that was before our trip to Huddersfield Town. It's been three games in between then, and obviously the managers are parting, and now the arrival of Marty Spences. Take me through it, what's it been like? Three previous games, uh, you'd have to say disappointing. You know, if you look at Huddersfield, a disaster of a start. 2 0, 40 minutes. Um, then we start to claw our way back into the game, get a goal back just before half time. Uh, bit unlucky not to get a second to get us something from the game, but you can't start games like that. Can't be 2 0 down at places like Huddersfield, no disrespect, uh, after 40 minutes and have a mountain to climb to get something out of the game. So that was disappointing. Then we go to West Brom. Um, again, in the game, game probably changes on a, uh, a moment, a minute of madness or naivety or whatever you want to say, you know, um, double whammy, we, we lose a player, uh, give a penalty away, lose a player uh, and go a goal behind and from then on West Brom I thought were comfortable winners, then we come uh, against the big boys, Leicester in town on on Saturday, best side in the league by uh, a mile, in my opinion. Even though I thought on Saturday they were a little bit sloppy in their approach, but you could see quality right through their, their team, quality squad, the way they play. Um, but again, we were we were right in the game until, again, I'm going to say it again, another moment of madness, naivety, stupidity, whatever you want to say, and uh, that 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 cost the team. I, I feel. Not just on Saturday, but the game before. When things aren't necessarily going your way, ties sort of against you. Do them moments go against you? Do they become more of a regular occurrence? No, I, no? I, I don't subscribe to that. I think uh, if you're going to do silly things, you, you, you're giving people decisions. And that's where we need to be better. You know, it's, uh, whether it's a discipline on the pitch or not. Um, but, you know, if you look at the last couple of games, we're in both of those games. Then we've undone ourselves. And that's something that needs to change because we need all the squad fit for the majority of games and through no fault of anyone's we're missing two midfield players um, or two key players should I say uh, for vital games in games coming up so uh, so yeah. And the Leicester the game it obviously sparked the end of Gareth Ainsworth's reign as head coach here at QPR. It, how would you reflect on his time here in W12? Well first of all I think it's, it's never nice when you see um, someone lose their job um, certainly at your own club because when people usually lose the job it means you're struggling so there's a there's a backstory to that you know Gareth uh, super guy um, you know, got the job on merit for what he had done at Wickham uh, over a long period of time kept us up last year not just himself but you know was brought in to to make sure we stayed up uh, mission accomplished then I think everyone was looking for this season um, even though everyone knows it's going to be a difficult season but could we, 
could we improve, could we kick on? Um, initial signs, a couple of games that we, you know, some, some really promising performances, didn't quite get the results we should have done. But in recent times, you know, what is it? I don't think we can hide behind it. Uh, Gareth wouldn't hide behind it. Two points from nine games, um, and it was probably inevitable what was going to happen. So obviously the home form has been a, a big part of the last year or so, and obviously we've struggled at Loftus Road. Has that played a role in our struggles and Gareth Ainsworth's eventual departure? Of course it has, yeah. One, one, win, in a, one win in the calendar year, it's just not good enough. Um, you know, you've got to win games at home in front of your own fans, in front of sponsors, in front of um, uh, the vast majority who pay decent hard-earned money to come and cheer their team on, you know, so um, I think, the, to be fair to the fans, I think they've been absolutely brilliant. They've stayed with the team for the majority of the time, but I don't know the number of games, but I do know it's one win in a year. Um, nah, not, not good enough, and we have, to, we have to start putting that right sooner rather than later. One thing that was included in the announcement when Gareth was departing <coughs> is that he'd always be welcome no. at W12, and that speaks volumes of what he means to the club and what we mean to him as well, doesn't it? don't think anyone can question how Gareth's regarded at the club and you know, as a, as a player all those years ago, we just done an event recently where him and that team came back and you know, still spoke about it in glowing terms. Um, sometimes as a manager you join, you, you go to a club and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason, but you know, QPR man, sure he, well he's, he said on numerous occasions he's, he, he's tried his best, it just didn't happen for him. And we all know in the game that we love, um, managers, you know, are judged on their performances and results, and ultimately that cost them his job. But uh, now we wish him well. Um, and as I say, same with Richard, Richard Dobson. You know, good football people, but like football, you very quickly, very quickly have to move on. And we did just that. A new chapter in the QPR book. Marty Spencer's the arrival. What's your impression of him straight away? Well, I think it's an exciting appointment. Uh, I think it's a bold appointment, but uh, it's something I um, I sort of welcome. Sometimes it's nice to see that uh, young, modern, progressive coaches are, are given an opportunity rather than we, we stick into the managerial merry-go-round uh, that we often see playing out in front of us. So, yeah, yeah Marty, I think uh, a lot of people might not know a great deal about him, but I do know he's been on QPR's radar for a long, long time certainly in recent years. Um, you know, he's done the, done the rounds, a uh, young coach, started his coaching career very early, um, four or five different countries, you know, so he's, he's been and done all that. He's what can you get from working in different countries? What ideas do you pick up? Well, you pick difference? up a lot of coaching things, you, diff you pick up different cultures from within countries, uh, what different clubs want, what different fans want and demand, because um, ultimately that's what fans do, they, they want something and they demand you, you deliver, not necessarily in results but in terms of the way you play, uh, what each player has to give for, for that cause. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Marty, uh, he's done that, he's, uh, he comes highly, highly, highly recommended, uh, progressive, modern, deep thinking, uh, has a certain way of playing but I'm sure as a modern coach he'd be adaptable to what we've got and certainly against opposition. So I, I think it's a really positive and exciting appointment, very similar to when we appointed uh, Mick Beale, um, whenever that was. You know, not many people had heard of him um, to the degree. 
that was there for all to see. And we saw the impact Mick had when he, when, when he came in. And let's hope Marty can do the same. But I would say, uh, I'm not taking a little bit off him, but you know, he's not a magician. Um, we're going to a game on Saturday where he'll probably have had two sessions, three sessions with a group. He'll still be assessing, even though they've done that um, in recent days and certainly weeks. And I'm sure when he was in the frame a while back, he's, he's kept tabs on the club. So he won't be coming in completely cold. But um, as I say, let's just, I think it's a time for everyone at the club in the building and outside on our fan bases. We know where we are. We know we're struggling at this moment in time. We know it's going to be tough, but we have to come together. We have to unite. We have to get right behind Marty and his staff. And we have to start producing and getting results um, starting very, very quickly. What would he be saying to the players when he walks into the dressing room for the first time? And well, first of all, I think he's, he's, he's got to get those players um, believing in themselves uh, again. Now, you might say, well, how is he going to do that with a run that we're on? That can be difficult, but I think, you know what, he'll be reminding them that there's quite a few of the players were in a, a team um, a year ago that was riding high at the top of the league, playing some really, really good football, exciting the crowd, scoring goals. So I think that's what he'll be reminding the players, first of all. Then it's his job to, to get a cohesive unit get some of those players that were and probably still are if they can get going again, highly sought after players, um, back playing somewhere near where we know they can and have done and I'm sure we'll do again and I'm sure you'll just say, you know what, it's easy to say when you're on a poor run, go and play with, a, go and play with some freedom, go and express yourself but he'll have a set way of playing uh, where people will have to fit into that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, it's almost like a new, a new chapter of the book, a new page has been turned, um, as I've already said, not magician, it's not going to happen overnight, but let's hope this can be a long-term appointment for the club where we sit here in a, a year or two's time and go, you know what, this is QPR, this is identity, this is the way we want to play, this is what we want to be associated with, and uh, so yeah, let's get behind it. Like many QPR fans, I'm sure Monday night was sat looking at Hammerby games, looking at clips of his team, how they've played, what sort of philosophy, style are you sort of expecting to see from him? Well, from what I know, um, you know I've already said he's, he's flexible, he's adaptable, but he will have his chosen way of playing, which I think if, you, if you're looking at formations, and I don't place a massive uh, emphasis on formations, I think it's about the, the formation gives you a foundation to go and play from. Once you've done that, it's then up to the players to implement that. I think it'll be flexible. I think it'll be rotation. I think we'll have a team who eventually will become dynamic, um, possession-based. Um, but yeah, it's about how he, how he manages the squad, how he gets them to perform to where he wants them to and where we want them to. And we, we know, know they can, because uh, they have done in the past. But, um, but yeah, his, his philosophy, and as I say, I've already said, highly rated, has been on the radar here at Rangers for uh, quite a while. He's now in the building, and it's a time to unite, get behind him, and uh, give him all the support we possibly can. We caught up with Marty with his first interview here at the club, and he spoke about his philosophy, what he's going to bring to QPR. You've said in the past that whether you coach in Spain, Sweden, Norway, your football philosophy remains the same. What is that philosophy? I, I want to, to coach teams that are funny to watch for, for the fans, that are teams that can compete really well, that can get points even on the bad days, 
but at the same time that uh, our supporters, our fans can feel proud when they go back home. Um, I do like to be dominant and I do think that to be dominant in a football game uh, you can do it in different ways but mostly by having the ball and then attacking. I'm not a coach that would like to just after scoring one goal ask the lads to just defend and, and be low and wait for a counter. I would prefer to, to be proactive, to try to regain the ball high, to create as many chances as we can. We cannot control, uh, no one, no coach in the world, no manager in the world can control how many goals your team will score. But I do think that it's about scoring as many goal chances as you can and concede the less you can. This is my ultimate target as a, as a coach. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, I always say the same. I'm the one that's going to be probably uh, watching the team the most, all the practices, all the games. I want to have fun while watching them. I want to enjoy with the quality players I'm sure we have here. I want to enjoy when I will watch them playing. So that will be definitely something that I will be looking forward. Since that was Marty speaking in his first week here at QPR, Rotherham away on Saturday. It's not been a very pleasant trip in the last few years, has it? Yeah, last four visits, I think we've got beat three times and drawn one, but that was then. This is now. Can't look at statistics. You can't look at previous visits. You know, we go there uh, on Saturday on a poor run, uh, but with a new head coach in charge, I'm excited already to see. Um, First of all, what team will go out? I know we've got injuries and I know we've got suspensions, so we're not blessed with um, bundles of personnel to change it. But he'll have done his three sort of sessions uh, leading up to that. And we go there. We know the importance of the game. Let's not just say it's another game, etc., uh, etc. Et the importance of the game is, is staring everyone in the face. They're above us, one point, one place. We're a little bit adrift. Still plenty of time, plenty of games, but we have to start putting in performances because usually through your performance you get the result. And it tends to go hand in hand unless you're unlucky or very lucky, whichever way you want to do. You get your performance right, you give yourself a great chance of um, getting results. And I say getting results, I mean winning games, which is what we need. It's a massive game, big, big game, one to look forward to. It's not one to shy away from. I hope the players, you know, sometimes you get a bounce when a new manager or a coach comes into the building. Let's hope we can do that. Let's get up to Rotherham. We've taken a few to watch us. Let's give them a performance that we can be proud of and let's hope we come away with a result that we, we desperately need. You mentioned the fans once again. They'll be in their numbers on the trip up to Rotherham. Just sort of mention for them and their support, even though Fan. results necessarily hasn't gone our way. Fans but. have been absolutely superb home and away. You know, stood by the team, got behind the team. They know the, the difficulties, but... Uh, I want to try and get away from the difficulties. We know where we are, you know, we know who we are, we know what we have to do. Uh, let's start attacking games, let's start approaching games um, together with a bit of, um, where we look forward to them and a bit of belief. And sometimes when you're on a losing run, you don't get belief, that comes from winning games. But you know what, let's look at the Rotherham game as a fresh start. Why can't we go there and win? I can't think of any, any reason uh, that we can't go there and win. Players have to perform. It's almost like we press the reset button once again. Now's the time to start performing. Now's the time to start getting results. Now's the time to start getting up that table. If you're a player sat on that coach going up to New Yorkshire, what are you thinking? Is it if you're someone that's necessarily not been involved? Is it this is my chance to now get back yep. in the team? If yep. you're someone that's been a constant, I've got to keep going and yep. showing what I'm. Now, every about. time a manager leaves the club, there'll be players. 
who are hugely disappointed. There'll be players uh, who dare I say it or, you know, okay, right, I wasn't being used, maybe there, but sometimes players pick themselves. You might go, well, what are you talking about there? Players pick themselves by what they do in training, how they show the manager what they can do within how they're going to set up. And once they're picked, they have to go and perform. You know, players, media don't make a player play well. Agents don't make players play well. Um, coach sets them up, gives them a foundation to go and perform from. And once they cross the white line, it's up to the players. Let's stop hiding behind excuses if we have you know, decisions uh, this, that, and the other. You know what? Let, let, let's start again. We're in a 32-game season now, because that's what it is. We play 14 games, 32-game season, to make sure we win as many games as we possibly can, and see where that takes us. And after Rotherham, Bristol City at home. Yep. Marty's first game in W12. Do we? How do we approach this? Do we want the atmosphere back? We, we've mentioned his philosophy: is free-flowing football. Will that naturally get? fans excited again back off their seats? I've already said that I think the fans have been great and have got behind the team. Um, I think in recent games, if I can say it, I think there was a, probably a resignation that you know we were going into games a bit flat in and around the, uh, the, the club and on the fan base that you know we might not get something from the game. Well, that might change. But the atmosphere and the terraces will be dictated by what the fans see on the pitch. Um, and it's a two-way street. We're all in it together. Players will get the fans going and the fans can get the players going. So, uh, but first and foremost, I've been a player. I've also been a manager, but I've been a player. It's up to the players who are selected, who are pulling on the blue and white hoops, who are representing our club to go and perform to somewhere where we know they can have done before and will do again. And then after that, we have the international break, and that would be a real chance yep. for Marty to get out on the grass and really bring across his ideas and get everyone on yep. the same page. I think it's a really important break. You know, um, <clears throat> I know some players come and go uh, during that break, so it's a little bit disjointed, but that will give the new head coach, Marty, time to, to really bed in his ideas and philosophy and what he wants from individuals and collectively as units and as a team. Um, and that will be used really, really wily, uh, wisely. Um, but yeah, as I say, I think you can probably tell him my voice. I'm, uh, I'm excited with the appointment. We wish him well. I'll say it again. It's time for everyone on and off the pitch to get behind the head coach. We're in this together and uh, let's crack on. I think that's the perfect way to wrap this week's edition up. Thank you as always, since. And I'll see you at Rotherham. Have a safe journey up. Look forward to it. See you soon and come on you ours. Yeah.